Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We continue our countdown to the start of the 2023 final series. Eight clubs are taking stock and priming themselves to come out swinging next weekend. And a man who was very familiar with this time of the year as a player is the four-time grand finalist, three-time premiership player, and a man who ran out for 19 finals all up, Cameron Mooney. Moons, thanks a lot for your time here on SEN. Sam, thanks very much for having me, mate. The weekend off. In this case, the pre-finals by you wouldn't have been familiar with as a player, but you've been part of sides, of course, that have won finals and then earned weeks off. I guess the long build-up, the waiting around, it's still largely a foreign concept for players, isn't it, after the you know weekly grind of the season? Yeah, look, I'm not a big fan of it, Sammy, to be honest. Uh, I was always a bit of a traditionalist of where you, you play. Uh, well, for us, it was round 22, and it was survival of the fittest. You know, you had to look after yourself during the year. Your coaches had to look after their playing group. Uh, all of those type of things. And then you rocked in next week and you just started playing finals. Um, that was how I used to like to do it. But uh, I understand why the AFL did do it. And um, But yeah, I'm kind of itching now. I'm, I keep saying to people all week, oh, I can't wait for the footy this week. I'm like, ah. Oh, that's next week, isn't it? <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, not a huge fan of it, to be honest. And I guess when you've still got the boots on, there's the danger of, I imagine, for, for younger players as well, overthinking it. You know, we've got it, we're in a world of sports socks and whatnot these days, but uh, there's a danger of, you know, I guess thinking about it too much in the build up. Well, we are, we are, we are an industry of overthinkers, let's be honest. And as a player, uh, absolutely. I mean, you kind of just want them to get going because you do, you, you think about. Uh, you know, what you can do, what you can't do, and who you're playing on, and all of those type of things. And you do, you play the game a thousand times before you actually play it, uh, which is something that Bomber Thompson always used to try and uh, get us not to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to always say, go, and, go out with your girlfriend or your wife, go and have dinner or do whatever, go out with the boys, uh, go and have lunch, just just keep your mind off the game if, uh, if you had a break. Because um, you do, you really do think about it too much, particularly when you go to bed and and you, you know, you're kicking that winning goal, or you're, you're taking that, you're saving that, you know, that, that winning mark, or whatever it may be. So you can get, uh, yeah, a little bit tired before you ever get to the game, Sammy. And and it's award season too, isn't it? So Geelong, I mean, your cats always had multiple All Australians and award winners, Brownlow medalists in grand final weeks and such. Is there an art to not being derailed and distracted by all of that? Uh, well, I guess the art is the environment that you're in. Um, you know. If, if you uh, if you make an All Australian or you win a Brownlow and you you walk into the club the next day and you you're pretty happy with yourself, you get knocked down very quickly in most clubs. Um, and that's what we were probably good at at Geelong. We'd bring everyone down to earth very quickly and you just get on with the job. Um, while they are fantastic and they are the individual awards are fantastic, but the goal is a premiership. Uh, so no one really gave two hoots to be honest about all of those things. Uh, until after the season. Um, so that was a big one for us. We had a goal of winning a premiership every year from 2007 onwards. And um, yeah, it was basically when we started getting all Australians and, and Brownlow medalists and all of those type of things. So for us, it was always, we had one goal and that was it. Yeah. And so if you're a Brisbane or Port Adelaide player, you know, this next weekend, you're obviously the, the fourth and final game. I mean, were you ever one to watch the other finals moons or did you just shut it out completely? 
Yeah, no, I loved it. Love watching fire. I didn't watch too many games during the season. Probably the Friday night game if you weren't playing in it. You'd just have it on and in the background while you're cooking dinner or whatever it might be, playing with the kids and stuff like that. But uh, no, come finals, I, I genuinely love sitting down and watching every game that I could. Um, but in saying that, if it was in the way of me getting a, you know, basically like a sleep before a game or or whatever it was, then, you know, if I missed it, it didn't really bother me, to be honest, Sammy. But, uh, no, I did like watching them, mate. It's always good to know, yeah, more, more than likely, you're going to be playing against that team or you could be playing against that team in the, in the coming weeks or an opposition player and all of those type of things. So it's good to just watch and see what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. What are, Moons, how are finals different, generally speaking? I mean, do they speed up or do they slow down in the sense they're more contest-heavy? I mean, how do you answer this sort of question generally? Uh, the first 10 minutes is hectic, it's chaos. Then they generally settle down to a normal game. Uh, but obviously, come the end of the game, if it is close, you know, you are playing for, you know, you're playing for next week or you're playing for a, or a premiership, you know, that game. So it, it heats up extremely well at the end of the game if it's tight. But I think the biggest one is at the start of the game is not to lose your cool, uh, which I think a few of us did a couple of times. And, <laughs> Bomber had to uh, get me on the phone a couple of times about 10 minutes into the first quarter just to tell me to settle down. Um, but, yeah, so that 10 minutes or so, you uh, it's, it's hectic, it's frantic, it's, it's exciting. You, you just want to knock somebody over and somebody wants to knock you over and you want to get on the scoreboard, you want to get a touch, all of those type of things. But then once the game kind of uh, after the 10 or 15 minute mark, it's just another game really until probably the end where it's close. Yeah, and the crowd play a role in all that, don't they? So I think three of the four games are already sellouts for 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 next yeah. weekend. I mean, there's a there's a, a passion at this time of the year in the outer, um, like like no other. Well, I always say the greatest noise I've ever heard when I walked onto a field of a, a prelim final weekend, uh, particularly when we played against Collingwood. You know, you'd walk out there and you'd just be hit by this big sound. Uh, it was always bigger than the grand final noise. Uh, obviously, you know, that was the last weekend where it was just the pure supporters. Um, but I always got a, I got a, a, a little tip when I was younger. Walk onto the field and actually, when you walk on, just have a look around. Just have a look at the stadium. Mm. Uh, have a look how big, how many people there are, how big the stadium is. And kind of just soak it in. And it was something I always used to do when I walked onto a, onto a big game or a final. I'd... As soon as I'd walk onto the G, I'd just turn around and have a look up into the stadium and it always relaxed me a little bit. Because um, I remember walking onto the 99 grand final, Sammy, and it was the first time I played in front of a big crowd and we were playing Carlton and the noise hit me. And it's fair to say I probably panicked and didn't get a kick on that day. So, you know, I just soak up and enjoy it. And I always say that to the young guys, just have a look around and... Just have a look how big and beautiful this stadium really is when it's full. Uh, you got the medal, though. That was the main thing. Now, just just these four games. So I just fascinated. Look, Collingwood, Melbourne. So the forward line riddle at the Demons Moons, as someone who played in that part of the ground for the majority of your career, you know, every pretty much every player they settled on has been injured. So Petty settled yep. injured. Fritch, they love, got injured. Melksham, they settled on. He gets injured. Grundy and Gorn hasn't worked. So after all this, Tom McDonald, he's played six games, none since round 11, might just be the right man at the, in the right place at the right time. Tom? Well, my, my biggest concern for Melbourne's always been their forward line and it has, was it going to be Brown? Was it going to be McDonald who hasn't found the form that he had in that premiership year? Um, obviously, Fritch is a star. Melcham, I'm just absolutely gutted for because he was that uh, bit of play, play that bit of a max rook role, could play that defensive forward role but still kick your goals. Um, and I thought he had been outstanding this season. 
Uh, and then Penny. I thought Penny was going to be the answer. Um, and then he went down, obviously, with that foot injury. So has to be McDonald. Um, the Grundy thing uh, doesn't work, obviously. And I don't think anyone should really expect it. Gorn or Grundy to be playing that centre-half forward role. It was too much for them because you know, they're Ruckman. Um, so they need a big workhorse. They need a McDonald up there hitting the logos, doing all of the grunt work. So, you know, I think that's going to help them a lot. But, you know, can McDonald find the form that he did mm. back in that premiership year? That's going to be the question. Hey, just St Kilda and GWS, I wanted to ask you about this because there's a lot of talk about whether the Saints deserved a Marvel final and GWS wouldn't care, though. So the Giants have won in New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, Tassie, Northern Territory, ACT. They won at Norwood Oval in the Adelaide Burbs, Eureka Stadium in Ballarat. They, they are an anywhere team, aren't they, the Giants? I love the Giants. I, I got to see them a couple of times live up in Sydney working with Fox and particularly at the start of the year where we saw we saw Kingsley up in the box stressed and throwing and yelling <laughs> and screaming and and the games that I was there, he was down on the boundary line and he was a completely different person, completely different coach. He was calm, he was cool, he was talking to every player that came on and off the field, sitting on the bench with them, arm around them. He just gave them this um, this relaxed atmosphere on the bench and you could see that that was the turning point of their year and they've been outstanding, Sam, to be honest. And um, when you've got Toby in your forward line, anything's possible. Hogan's hit some amazing form. But from a St Kilda point of of view, I mean, Rossi's always been that person as well, anywhere, anytime, and you've got to be. That's that's finals, that's footy. You've got to be able to play on any ground and, and win. Geez, I thought of the Cats, your Cats, a bit uh, this week with all the debate over whether the Saints should have been playing at their home ground in a final. Took me back. Yeah, well, it didn't quite work out for the Cats last time they got a home final, <laughs> did it? Three men came over the game with a bit of a touch-up. Uh, but hopefully in the coming years, Sammy, when this uh, beautiful stadium down here gets built, uh, they'll, they'll have a chance to maybe play a final or two down there. But, but from a Saints point of view, yeah, it would have been great to play at Marvel. And I think it would have been fantastic for the AFL. Just, it would have been 50,000. It would have been completely packed. Hopefully they get a, a huge number at the MCG. But the atmosphere at Marvel when it is packed is as good as any ground that I've ever played on in the, in the country. Mm. So it would have been nice. But you know what? MCG is not a bad place. Hey, Moons, one last one before we let you go. You've been part of Geelong sides that have been dominant in the home and away and gone into a final series, I suppose, with you know, a heavy dose of expectation. And I look at Brisbane, who have been flawless at the Gabba in a season for the first time in their history, and it's said that they just have to make the grand final. In, in, in the minds of many, it's a fait accompli they make the grand final. But, gee, there's a pressure with this too in that they've just got to beat Port at home. I guess this, this is the art of coaching and player welfare to not, I'd assume, not feel that weight of expectation? Uh, look, you try not to, but the reality is, if they don't, if they fail this year in making the grand final, it's, it's going to be a disaster. I mean, this is they're in the absolute tip-top form. Their home form has been outstanding. Uh, two home finals, if they're lucky enough. I mean, that's just a walk-up start for them to play in a grand final. Um, their forward line still concerns me. You know, I, until I see their forward line work in a big game, in a big heated final, you know, I'm still going to have question marks over it. So that's why I'm really looking forward to watching. Can Danaher, Hipwood... Uh, Charlie, you know, can these three boys in particular 
you know, kick a winning score for this team. Well, Cameron Mooney from Fox Footy, of course, catching right across uh, the network there throughout the month of September. Big part of the bounce, which I've got to say, has just gone for, uh, to new heights this year, Moons. Appreciate your time this morning and uh, enjoy the finals. I'm sure we'll speak again. Pleasure, Sam. Take care, mate.